Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me, as always, is my DIY world killer friend, Tim. Ooh, ooh, I'm a build-it-yourself kind of world killer. That's kind of fun. Frankenstein. It's, prob- it's probably not going to come out as good as if the experts did it. Probably not, but, you know, it's it's a little bit of a young Frankenstein situation. You know, it's sort of piecing together, you know. It's yeah. it's but but as long as you're as long as you're as least as good as least as convincing as as Peter Boyle and as long as we can end this podcast with putting on the Ritz, I think everyone will be pleased. I I think we can manage that. Although if I if I'm supposed to be Peter Boyle, I should really just go. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's not going to work. This is kind of an audio medium, so I'm going to need you to contribute a little more than that. Just mm. all right. All right we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll okay. workshop it. Well, we we got you know what we have an hour with these people, give or take, where we can kind of work through this. Hopefully, our listeners will uh, will forgive that. But right uh, on, dude. How right you on. feeling? So, how you doing? I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm I'm almost fanatical. Frank. Oh, oh, listen to that. Those are jokes about the title of the episode. Oh my God! It Let's is the title of the episode. There. It is the title of the episode, Frank. But before we get into that, I'm sure there's some mail uh, that we should read. Us being male, we should read the mail. Aha! A couple of males uh-huh. reading the mail. That's correct. You, sir, are correct, sir. Yeah. Let's dive into some some emails that we got from our listeners at SupergirlTVTalk at Gmail dot com. Uh, this first one comes from Rachel, who's a frequent emailer. We have a lot of, I have to say, I want to give a quick pause here before, actually, before we start and thank all the people who frequently email us. We have a lot of listeners who are uh, very dedicated in, in writing in quite often. And uh, I, I appreciate people like like Rachel and, and Daryl and a few other folks who, who write into us quite often. Um, Rachel says, a bit late, but I really liked that you, this is about uh, uh, Trinity, uh, I, I really like that you also appreciated the trinity of brain power, as Tim called them, because I yeah. also enjoyed their working together and hope that they can do more of that if Brainy returns at some point. But something else that's interesting about those three that I don't think was mentioned is that all three of them have supervillain relatives that have been featured in the series. Brainy's being Indigo slash Brainiac 8, Wins being his father, the Toyman, and Lena's being her adopted mother, Lillian. Whoa, that's of that's so cool. I that's forgot a, about Indigo. That's a I really for, cool observation. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's a great observation. In addition to Lena and Brainy also being related to Lex Luthor and Brainiac One, who have not uh, appeared but remain important in Super Family canon and have themselves been connected in other series, most prominently in the DC animated universe. While I don't expect it to be brought up in Supergirl, I think it would be a good opportunity to have these characters bond about their histories in addition to their science and technology skills. Mm-hmm. I think that's super, super cool. So thanks for that, Rachel. I, that's that's a really, really cool uh, observation that uh, I don't I don't think I ever would have come to on my own. So that's that's pretty awesome. Yep, I completely agree. What a that was. I'm still reeling from the first one. Right? I know. That's wow. I hope the next email lives up to the first one, Frank. Uh, well, here we go. 
because this next one comes from Ermgard. Hi, guys. Hope you're all doing well. I thought that the episode was pretty good. Uh, you can't tell me that Alex, the DEO agent, doesn't have a lock on her phone. <laughs> when Ruby took her phone and, and called her mom, tried to call her mom. Oh, right. Like, really, a DEO agent without, like, a code on her phone or, like, the fingerprint, the fingerprint lock or any of that? You no, know, but sometimes people are silly with their own devices. Apparently. When left to their own devices, that those things will happen. Uh, mm-hmm. But she did. She uh, does say love love the fight scenes. They will have to come up with more than the cape trick next time they have to fight Rain. I think Lena knows that Kara is Supergirl because the look she gave her after she she told Kara seemed to me like she was waiting for a certain reaction. Plus, if the audience finds out that she knew already, that would make her seem evil because uh, then she said it to hurt Kara. A uh, Kara. Oh, take a drink. I said Kara. It's been a long time. Oh my! Wow, it has been a long time. All right, took a drink. <clears throat> Uh, hope to see Alex's suit do some more things. That's it for this time. Uh, thanks for another great podcast. P.S. Figured you all enjoy, uh, you all might enjoy seeing what I put on the side of my semi. And here, I don't know if you can see that, Tim. Here is what Ermgard put on the side of a semi truck. It says Sanvers Warrior Ride or Die. That's cool. And there's a little that, Yoda that, under that's it. A, that's also, also cool. But I think that's Alex's gun. I think you're right. I, like that's a regular that's a regular gun like a police officer and I'm pretty sure that's Al, or like a variation of Alex's gun that's very cool I'm gonna put a link to this photo in the show notes so everyone can can see it super cool thank you for sending us this that is so freaking cool uh love 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 seeing that that is that is hella hella cool so there was no way I wasn't gonna read that one um so so thank you thank you thank you so much uh to everybody who emails us at supergirl uh tv talk at gmail.com you are uh so so wonderful to to think of us and to give us your feedback and to uh to let us read them on the show so thank you thank you thank you so much uh and another thing you know if you want to get involved if you want to actually hang out um i will be at dragon con at stark expo live this september 1st in atlanta georgia uh we'll be having a live night of podcasting for charity all the proceeds above and beyond the cost of the event itself will go straight to generosity.org uh, building wells and providing drinking water, clean drinking water to those who do not have access to it um, all over the world. We are super excited to be having Brian Austin Green from 90210 fame and a bunch of other shows as well, Smallville and uh, Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. A bunch of our podcasting friends, Derek Russell. I almost said Derek Reese, which was uh, Brian Austin Green's character on Terminator. Derek Russell, uh, Graham Hancock, Steve Glosson, uh, live music from Dane Davenport, uh, and maybe some other surprise guests might uh, might pop up here and there. Um, some well-known ones, in fact. We are working on putting together what should be a really, really fun night, one night only event of podcasting. StarkExpoLive.eventbrite.com is where you can find out about tickets. The VIP tickets have sold out, so VIPs are going to get to come with us. We're going to Medieval Times the night before the show. We're going to hang out together. should be a great time, um, but uh, VIPs will get to come to that. Anyone else who wants to come to the event itself, you are more than welcome. StarkExpoLive.eventbrite.com. I'll put a link in the show notes to to purchase tickets or at least get more details. Um, if you're going to be at Dragon Con or you live in the Atlanta area or you are on the fence, it, it come on down. And you know what? Even if you can't make it, it's a great way to donate some money to to charity. Uh, so even if you don't plan on coming, if you want to 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 buy yourself a ticket just to to make the donation to charity, that that's always appreciated as well. Uh, so check it out. I'll be there. I'll be part of the podcasting. It'll be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be uh, a very special night. So check it out. Have have some fun with us. Cool. 
All right. Are you ready to recap? Oh, sorry. It's my turn. It's my turn to recap tonight, right? That's right. That's right. As as per our agreement last week. Right. All right. Let's hear it. All right. So this week on Krypton, uh, this is what happened. Uh, There was... Why are you looking at it like that? Did I, did, I do the wrong, did I do the wrong show again? No, I'm finally caught up. I'm all right with doing an episode. Oh, are you, are you actually going? Yeah. Oh, we'll have to yeah. play later. So, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. It's Is yeah. it great? Yeah. It great? I'm, like, I'm super enjoying it. Yeah. Finale this week. I know. I'm ready for it. I know. I'm ready. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped. We're going to be doing some fun stuff on uh, over on, on Shoe Krypton this week if you're not, uh, not subscribed already. This is a good week to subscribe because we have a uh, some fun stuff planned. Some very, very... Fun things planned. Cool. All right. Now, for reals, let's do this. Supergirl, season three, episode 19, entitled Fanatical, first premiering on May the 21st of 2018, directed by Merzi Almas, written by Paula Yu and and Eric Carrasco. Merzi used to be a producer on... Yes, yes, Carrasco. Uh, Merzi Almas used to be a producer on Smallville, and she directed several episodes. Really? Of that program, yes. Well, of course you would happen to know that. Anyway, let's get it. Let's get going. Let's do Rain it. Cell, Rain's cells are close to plant cells, as we learned. That's how Kryptonians absorb sunlight. Some photosynthesis, baby. That's hey, all hey. it is. I don't know if that's ever really been talked about in a comic book before. You know that it's you know the absorbing the radiation, but it is basically photosynthesis. It is basically photosynthesis. I feel like it has been at some point. Yeah, but we'll say it has been. How's I that? think it has been at some point, but I can't remember. I can't pinpoint exactly where off the top of my head. If you do know, email us. Uh, but but yeah, I I uh, that sounds that rings true. That is cool. So anyway, the genetic. Injector fails, so they can't change rain just yet. But that is okay because they'll probably do it another time later, but not this episode. So this X-ray wall, uh, X-ray proof wall goes up, and Kara is not happy because it gives her a bit of a shock. Um, and she's like, "I thought we would talk about this. I told you to give me all of your plans." And Linda's like. This may come as a shock to you, but I don't. When I invent things, I don't think about you. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not all about you, Kara. Again, it is not all about you. That was some pretty cool tech, though. You know, it's more than your typical like, oh, it's lead. I can't see through it. It was actually like it hurt her when she tried to look through it. That it was, was, that was cool. That tech. was new. That was cool. Mm-hmm. I agree. It was very cool. Kara, I think, has it twisted. She is offended by Lena's work because they're friends, but she can't tell Lena that. um, James already knows, so he gets a secret on the past because it was Clark that told him, right? Remember, because that was was the pilot episode. You know, I'm here in National City to look after you. Yes, yes. And slash be my own man. Right. Kara is aware of this thin line that she's walking on, but... She's getting offended that Lena's making these things that can hurt her, even though Lena doesn't know that they're best friends. So I get like I get her angst, but at the same time, she has placed this angst upon herself. Right. Yes. It's like self-imposed. She's kind of shooting herself in the foot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but we get. A surprise of Miss Tessmacher is back. Tessmacher, we haven't seen her in so long. Eve, I I know it's been it was great to see Eve, and uh, you know she lets Tanya right into James's office, 
um, because Tom, she has Thomas Coville's journal. And she's like, hey, James and Kari, you don't know me, but I need you to deliver this to Supergirl because the followers of Rao are going to make a bomb. And we're not about that life, are we? No, no, not thrilled about that. Not thrilled about that. Nope. mm, 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 mm. And we learn that Tanya is a linguistics expert, and she is the one that helped uh, Coville learn some Kryptonese or Kryptonian or whatever we're calling it these days. Did they say Kryptonian on this episode? Oh God, I wasn't paying attention to be honest. I, I've, I've lost track of that one. That battle, I, that battle is long behind me. I could have sworn they said Kryptonian, and I thought the show was all about the Kryptonese, but doesn't matter. At um, some point in the in the in the far past, we had determined which one. One was for the written language, one was for the spoken language. But I'll be damned if I remember which one was which anymore. Indeed. Ah, so Tanya says that it's nice to believe in something to connect with people. You know, that's what that's what she is all about. And that is super culty of her. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. And we don't we're not about we're not about the cult life, are we, Frank? Hell no. No, we are not. Meanwhile, over at Alex's apartment, because she's looking after Ruby, um, she Alex comes in and she's like, I bought a 1962 item motorcycle. Always wanted one. Let's go for a ride. Because, you know, Alex knows what 12 year old girls want. You know, clearly, clearly. You know, like, been oh, one herself, you would think she would I, know, but not. Really. Well, I mean, that is what Alex wanted at 12. Th- that's true. But she's but she doesn't seem to have she doesn't seem to have a, a grasp on uh, on what. What Ruby's, <laughs> what Ruby's wants and, and desires are. It does seem like she's trying though. She's like, this this is the coolest thing I can think of. I'm gonna buy her her own, her own uh, helmet and like you know try to do something nice for her. It's it's it, it was nice. Yeah, it's it was like it's cool. super generous actually. I agree, but I think that it, Alex's version of helping Ruby right now is deflection because that's what Alex did when she tried to cope with everything like we those episodes that about her past and everything like that she deflected her feelings and that's what she's trying to do for Ruby as opposed to really like listening to what Ruby needs you know yeah. but Alex is learning about parenting because she's that's probably right. gonna she's probably gonna be the parent it's probably gonna uh, be her mom it's probably gonna be the mom so this is good practice for her Meanwhile, Monel and Supergirl investigate the cult address given to them by Tanya. It looks like one person has combusted and like this is what you get, you know, when a nuclear bomb goes off. Right. But what does this with only one person? Who's to say? While in that conversation, Monel encourages Supergirl to be more upfront with Lena because you know of the truth theme that ran through this episode, you know. Right. That thing. Yeah, that right. whole thing. That that, that whole little thing. minor detail about truth. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Meanwhile, Tanya is kidnapped by the cult members, led by Olivia, who we last saw turning on Colville at the stadium last time we saw when he tried to... um, when he tried to bring everybody to Rao. Yep. But she got returned because she was visiting him in prison, it seems. So once you're out of the cult, you could be back in. So be careful with the cults. Just don't just, just don't join them. Just when she thought she was out, they drag her back in. Exactly. By her own will, sort of. And then So she she comes into Catco with a gun and they're like, boom, 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 let's get this done. 
And then I liked how calm and cool and collected James was in this situation. He he checked to make sure people were okay. And then he took the elevator and he has a secret door in the elevator for the Guardian costume. I thought that was fun. That was super fun. That felt a little bit like uh, Star Labs, like with the, the hidden chamber with the Braille on the walls for Gideon. Oh, sure. I was actually thinking it felt a little like Batman Forever when he um, uh, Val Kilmer has the Val Kilmer's Batman has the secret passage from Wayne Tower all the way to the Batcave. Yes. I thought it kind of it reminded me kind of like that. I I love that. I love that his um, guardians or James's password is Coltrane. I know. That's great. So cool. He's so cool. So, anyways, Guardian to the rescue, and um, he almost gets the cult members and Tanya, but uh, Olivia shoots his helmet off, and the police arrive, and they assume James is the culprit because he's black. Yep. When they just let the other cult members go, they like, just run away. They just they just literally let them run away because like, well they're white they must be innocent. Yeah, but that but like basic. Police procedure. Nobody, nobody leaves moves. the scene. Nobody leaves. Like the literally the worst police officers I've ever seen. Like, what is the matter with you? They're fleeing the scene. Literally fleeing the scene. You don't think that's a problem? Crazy. Absolutely I bet crazy. Those cops will have a very successful second career as Luther Corp security. Bam. Got him. <laughs> so you threw shade like Guardian threw a smoke bomb just there. Hey, and to uh, so they could escape. Um, escape, escape. You can read escape. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tanya is all super excited that she has met the Guardian. She's like, "Oh my god, I didn't know that you and Guardian were one of the same. I just came to you because you knew Supergirl. This is super cool. I'm a big Guardian." A fan, and I was like, "Oh, you're so cute! You're the only one. You're such a nerd. You're so cute." Actually, I thought he was quite good in this episode. Um, oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I always like I like James, and I like I like Marcad. Um, I just I think I just like I like the running gag of useless guardian more than I actually believe it sometimes. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, I I liked his. I liked his story arc in this in this episode because it really kind of starts here where he says, you know, like they're super. I'm just guardian. And to me, this is like James as the audience, you know, like, you know, it's just just guardian, you know, and they're the super people. And Tanya is the writers when they're like, no, it's cool. It's cool (laughs) that you're the guardian. Isn't it cool? And he's like, yeah, but the execution is really lacking. And she's yeah. like, yeah, but you're still the guardian. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it'll be better for you later. And so Tanya, um, Tanya, a bunch of her family has been shot by the police. And so this, so for Guardian to be, for Guardian, for a hero she looks up to already, and then for him to be black, it means a lot to her. Oh, yeah. Uh, so meanwhile... Alex thought that she'd be a natural at being a parent because or at least helping Ruby because she also lost a parent around Ruby's age. But it turns out that people handle grief differently, Frank. Turns out. Turns out. And it's not generic. And so she has bought all these books and, you know, to help and so on and so forth. And it's not really helping. 
And Jean, <laughs> I like this scene was funny to me because like it was working fine and then Jean was like, Okay, that's enough about your problems. Also I have problems and then he like, I know. Let's talk about my like, issues. Let's talk about my issues so we can bring our issues together in this episode. But um Jean says that uh Myron's brain is basically just a human brain now and so he's been researching that some video games help kind of stay off that dementia or in some you know that trauma to the brain and so they're like well i guess we're going to the arcade i don't think those are the kind of games the research is talking about pretty sure tells me i know i just say i don't think space invaders and foosball like help or you know or skeet Ski like you know whatever like ski that ball, doesn't yeah yeah ski ball that doesn't that doesn't help that's not the kind of video games they're talking about turns out it's okay anyway but for different reasons um yeah go go ahead what were you gonna say no I mean just... it, it you know just the it was kind of a uh, I don't know maybe willfully ignorant uh, uh, innocent kind of. Uh, uh, thought that he had mm-hmm. of like maybe this will do it maybe this will sort of help with the neuroplasticity or whatever um yep sure didn't it, it was it was just sort of like it was he was it was hopeful it was hopeful and and i don't blame him for wanting wanting to be able to just sort of you know reverse what was happening there no absolutely not you can't blame him for that yeah so anyway Monel says bangerang. I thought that was hilarious. I know. No reason. And then anyway, so um she's like, Yeah, well we'll we'll go work, but I gotta talk to Lena for a second first. And Supergirl's like, I don't want one mistake to affect our friendship. Right. And Lena's like, It won't. We're not friends. And that was so great. Hey. Because I'm still on her side. And she I mean, she was a really cold to Supergirl in this episode, but she was but so a little less of her side. But she's like, we won't be friends like my friend. I have friends. We don't have to be. It's OK. You don't have to be friends with every single adult that you meet. You don't have to be friends with the people you work with. Even that's a different it's a different relationship. And she's like, and my friends know that I've been hurt and lied to before, and they wouldn't do that. And I wouldn't deliberately choose to be friends with somebody who I know does that. So in your face, Supergirl, and we, the audience, are like, ooh, dramatic irony. In your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, she's got a, look, if you, if you, if you look at it from her point of view, she's got a point. Lena has a point. Um, you know, ultimately, I, I think that if she knew everything that Supergirl knows, she might think differently. But from her, from her limited point of view, from what she knows, she's got a valid point. She ha- her feelings are valid, and and feeling the way she does makes perfect sense given what she knows. Indeed. So there is a very cool shot of Supergirl coming in for a landing at the cat on the Catco balcony. I I don't like she swooped in right from the top like a, and then it was I we I've never seen her land like that before it was it was awesome it was it, so cool it felt like authentic flying as yeah. opposed to like crouching and jump you know what I mean and it it like I was like oh wow flight I just, yeah I don't know yeah. why it struck me it was just very it was very cool it I didn't it. it didn't feel like it was just an excuse like 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 she had just you know, crouched down or, or jumped off a trampoline or something like it felt a little more real. It felt like 
something something you'd expect a flying person. To, you you made you believe a woman could fly. I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, I see what you did there. Very cool. Tanya, meanwhile, uh, is upset that her friend Liza is dead because, like, does this ha- braid of hair mean anything to you? Does it? Does not, it? Not not really. No. What what no. is that? And they're like, oh no, my friend Liza. Um, so Tanya has. Tony, this was personal for Tony before, but now it's really personal. You know what I'm saying? But then James get a gets a text message from an unknown number, and he's being blackmailed by the cult of Rao, and because they identified him as the Guardian, because his mask got shot off, and they have some video footage, and so return the journal and Tanya, or we'll release your identity to the world. That classic, that classic yeah. comic book trope. Oh yeah, which is. Wonderful. So they only have three hours working against the clock here. And um, um, oh, I understand my note there for a second. I was I was confused. What did it say? I would love to know what it said. Oh, it says Ruby does not want to help. But I was like, she doesn't want to help Guardian. I don't remember that bit. Oh, wait. No, I changed. I changed scene. Um, Ruby does not want help not want yes. to help that's where i was confused she does not want help she's like she didn't want to be there she doesn't want to be with anybody and so she's just being a little i i would hazard to call her like a bratty tween or a bratty teen or whatever because she she's upset she's gone through some trauma her mom the only like real adult figure in her life that hasn't been there for just a few months is like a super villain that she knows has killed people so Arguably, she's allowed to be down, you know, yeah. so so I think anything that she does in this episode is warranted. Um, she's had a rough go of it lately. You know, we we can kind of let her let her have this one. Totes my goat she has. Um, anyway, in the arcade, which I think it was funny, is like, where where are the where are the columns and the shops? And this is like different kind of arcade. Different, I love it. Not a not an ancient Roman arcade. This is a different thing. Fun, fun use of the word. Anyway, uh, Myron gets freaked out by the sounds of the guns, and um, you see, you know, it's and it becomes a little too real for him. It's full on PTSD for him. He's having mm-hmm. PTSD, uh, you know, and, and flashbacks to the horrors that he witnessed on Mars. Um, and so he's, you know, remembering the things, the awful things that happened to his family and loved ones. Exactly, Frank. Exactly. Meanwhile, over near Supergirl, she she says, I'm supposed to stand for truth, but she's not being truthful. And this is really where the the motif of the episode gets kicked into high gear mm-hmm. because, you know, she you know, she stands for truth and justice. And, you know, the justice part, she's she's pretty usually down with. But the truth thing is, you know, you know, what is truth? If I can if I can quote somebody famous mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, but but we're told or she's told that not telling the truth is noble because right. you are because it's it's protection. That's what Monel says, you know, so even though you stand for truth, sometimes sometimes. um. Igno- not ignoring the truth, but at least um, knowing when the truth is actually helpful and when it's not. And this is a time when it would be better not to tell her. 
So says Monel. Yes. Who's yeah. wise now? So we should maybe listen to him. Who's wise now? <laughs> I like that he's wise now. So so now we believe him. Now we trust him. Indeed. Indeed. So we learn about the Rock of Utical or Utical, depending on which character is saying it. Yeah, right. I, I looked at the captions. It's spelled Y U D A space K A L. Utical. Utical. I'd say Utical. Okay. Utical. Yeah. Yeah. Like the cow is spelled like Cal L. Oh, yeah. Utical. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's. Perhaps because Utical is a Kryptonian goddess or the goddess of life, and this is before the monothean the monotheistic culture of Krypton, in which Rao is the only god. This is right. when when Krypton had many gods, um, which I think is a it's like a deep cut of you know Kryptonian mythology. Like, what am I watching Krypton here? What is crazy? I, it, it's a theme. It's a thing that has actually happened on on the show Krypton recently. So it's it is interesting that they they both you know came to that same idea at mm-hmm. the same time. It's very cool. So. Um, the cult is trying to make a new world killer, but with the same science, perhaps they can cure rain. What? What? Uh, uh, an episode that may help us later and closer to the finale. Who'd have thunk it, Frank? Unbelievable, my friend. I I know. James, meanwhile, decides that he is going to out himself to the news as guardian because it's the truth. And it's a noble thing to do. Get it, Frank? We have more noble truths here. Hmm. Interesting. Perhaps we'll have more as the episode goes. What? You think in the same episode? Oh, my goodness. Who's to say, Frank? It's almost too much to handle. We, we're to say. that That's who. So, uh, James, is like, they're going to, it's, you know, they've two hours have gone by. They only have an hour left. If he can get out in front of it, then maybe it can do more good than not. It's the only leverage they have. And so after that, the cult is back to square one. Mm, yeah. And uh, they're they're not in a good place at this point, which is, you know, when, when you're not a fan of, of the cult, then that's kind of where, where you want things to be. Exactly. My, exactly. My personal read on the situation. Mm-hmm. And my favorite bit is when Wynn was like, oh, it's just like the movie Ransom, which is a great movie and an awesome reference because... I'm sure that the majority of the audience hasn't even heard of that movie, never mind having seen it. And so I enjoyed it because it felt like it felt like it was for me. I have not seen the film, so I was I was not able to enjoy this, but uh it felt like I was like this feels like one of those win references that and 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 it's one of the rare cases where it went over my head. So I I I'm glad you were able to pick up on it cuz I was I was a little bit I was like Sounds sounds like a thing Win would say. I'm not mm-hmm. not sure what it means, but sounds like a thing Win would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Win uh, Win uh, Ransom is a movie starring Mel Gibson and Rene Russo, mm-hmm. and their the child gets kidnapped, and uh, Mel Gibson basically like turns the tide on the kidnappers. It's really good. I highly recommend. Sounds kind of like Taken. Uh no, he's just like a regular guy. He's not. He's doesn't not have like, a particular set of skills. No, he doesn't. He has regular Mel Gibson skills. Got it. It's more psychological. It's more mind not, games. Not, it's a, not what women want skills either. No. Did you know they're remaking that movie? I did hear that, but in the reverse, right? Yeah, it's what men want, which I feel like is, I mean. I feel like we don't need to tell that story. I I no. Like it's, pretty, I, it's 
it's pretty, it's pretty normal. Pretty I think. overtold story, honestly. Yeah, I don't get it, but yeah. he, here we are. Anyway, here we are. Alina wants to stand by James, and she's like, I want to be there when you announce that you're guardian and stuff. And he's like, nah, I'm good. And she's like, okay, let's talk about this. And she says, everyone knows Guardian is a hero, LOL. She doesn't say that bit. but <laughs> More um, or less. More or less. Everyone knows Guardian is a hero, but not everyone knows that Guardian is black. And this is this is what, what James says. James has a difficulty thinking how people are going to accept that this hero in uh this hero in National City will be taken once they find out he, he is he is a man of he is a man of color. So James tells the story about the first time, which I think is an interesting point, the uh the first time James is put in handcuffs by the police. He's only seven years old on vacation and he's hanging out with his cousins. They're playing hide and seek and the cops didn't believe that they were supposed to be there on vacation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and their mom yell, get those cuff off get those cuffs off my boys and it really I think a powerful and affecting story and and James says racism is the oldest form of bullying. Of bullying. Yeah. And and go ahead. It really it was a very powerful story and a very powerful performance by Nakad. Um a, a really, really sort of, you know, convincing like I, I I felt I felt the uh the emotion that he was conveying there. Totally. His best acting in all three seasons, I think, right here. Like it was really it was personal and and it came across that way. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it was a, a brilliant piece of acting. So James says that being guardian allows him to be judged by his actions in his heart and not by the color of his skin. It's like a it was a Martin Luther King paraphrase, you know, being he's being judged by the content of his character. Right. Uh, right. right. And so, and what I thought was really interesting was was Lena said you shouldn't have to wear a mask to be seen as you really are. Mm. But I like, she's saying it for James, which is true. Like this is sad that like you have to wear you know a a helmet for people to, for for people to be like oh he's a hero you know or I guess everyone to think like he's a hero. I think this this also applies to Kara's relationship with Lena, right? Because the. Kara, the glasses, the not glasses. This is her wearing a mask in front of her best friends, and so to can't she can't show who she really is to her. It's all about truth, Frank. Again, where truth comes back, the mm-hmm. truth, the, the 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 theme of truth comes back around. This is again every time you do this, you know. I'm just like this is this is why people should be listening to to us talk. It's it's for for your observations like that one. If 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 there's anything, you know, people shouldn't be listening to my dumb opinions. They should be here to listen to your brilliant uh, analysis. Oh, thanks, thanks, Frank. That's so nice of you to so nice of you to say. Oh my goodness, I'm I'm touched. I'm gonna sit here for in a minute of silence and think about it, and go. This is great podcasting. I know. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I I I uh, I see you cut that minute out of the editing. <laughs> well done. All right, so. Uh, Tanya is also standing up for what she believes in and she wants to and she wants to help. And so she's going to kind of put herself out there as bait to help everybody. Meanwhile, Ruby and Myron are connecting. You know, she's realizing that, you know, she's not the only one that's kind of suffering from a lot of stuff that 
is happening. And so they end up bonding over foosball, until which Myron proclaims, I love the foosball. <laughs> which was it was very cute because it was adorable. I adorable. Because, you know, Jean and Jean and Alex are so intent about fixing the people in front of them that, you know, like they can't really see maybe what they really need, which is which is very which is very uh good of the episode to show that, you know. Sometimes people need to come to it on their own. Right. Yep. So anyway, so now Tanya's being used as bait and she has the journal and she gets picked up by one of the cult guys and we have the return of Mike glasses and bow tie full on Mike. I mean, and he was he was bumbling like Clark Kent. Oh, it was hilarious. Are you guys kidnapping this woman? This is very highly illegal situation. (laughs) He was actually charming this time as Mike. Yeah, he was. I was like, oh, he's fun. Yeah. Uh, Where was this guy last season? (laughs) I like when they put the cuffs on him in the like in the in a couple scenes later. He goes, owie. (laughs) Uh, It was good. I really enjoyed it. But anyway, they can't track the van because of reasons, but they can track the rock of Utica Utical. So we're okay. And it turns out that Olivia is turning herself into the next world killer. That's what she's trying to that's what she's trying to do. And succeeds, might I add. And so Supergirl arrives and Monel and Supergirl do battle, but mainly Supergirl and Olivia do battle as the cult tries to battle Monel and fails tremendously. Oh Listen, yeah. Those I love, go so well. I like that he just sighed, like they're all trying to attack him at once. He's like <sighs> it's boring. Plebeians. Oh, yeah. Oh. By the way, did you notice that the the rock of Utical uh, came from Addis Ababa? No, Laura I mentioned it in passing. No, I must have been writing a note. Um, yep. I was thinking last. So last week there was the Superman the movie reference, right, with the the fire and the yes. machine yeah, guns yeah. on the wall and all that. And while I was watching that scene, I was like, oh, I wish they would make a reference to Addis Ababa. And they did, wow. and I well, and I missed it because that's yep. one of that's my one of my favorite scenes in that movie. It's so I don't know why I love that scene so much. Are, Are we, we going going to Addis Ababa, Mister Mr. Luthor? <laughs> why is the number two hundred so apt for me and you? It's your weight and my, my IQ. IQ. Now, think. <laughs> uh, it's great. Look, if if Warren Beatty only weighed two hundred pounds, yeah, right, in that like. That's, that's clearly crazy. clearly that was you know it was written into the script but it didn't really it didn't really add up. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. With the but actual cast that they had, I can't believe Addis Ababa and I missed it. Oh, I'm gonna have to rewatch the episode. Just it for was that. super quick. I mean, it was I barely caught it, but she said it very very quickly that yes, the rock came from from Addis Ababa, which is where the Kryptonite that's, came from in Superman the movie. So that is fantastic. Anyway, yes, 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 yes. I think there's some some cool Supergirl fight choreography in here. She throws a kick, which is unlike her. Um, so you know, some training is finally paying off. So she she goes to grab the 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 rock out of Olivia's hand, and it almost turns Kara into a world killer, which I thought was interesting. And so she has an adverse effect on it. So she has Monel try to get it out, and it's stuck. So she heat visions it off of Olivia's hand. That is got to be so painful. Oh I my cannot, goodness, does it? I, mm. Because she, of course, reaches Olivia, you know, through her heart, which is what Supergirl 
always does, and she's so she's so very good at it. Right, just like just like uh, the uh, you know, just like the uh, uh, oh god, I all of Green them. Lantern. Uh, but the Green Goblin, just like the Green Goblin, you attack the heart. The heart, Osborne. Yeah, I got you. That was good. It took a little long. To I get got a little tongue tied there. Yeah, yeah, might be. that's okay. That's okay. And so, um, Supergirl and Monel saved the day, and also Guardian was there, which, <laughs> uh, which is the best way of expressing that. Yep. Which I think was such a because the episode did a great job at like building him up and giving him a reason for being and, you know, like really getting me as an audience member on his side. Like, wow, you should be guardian. Good for you. You need this. You deserve this. Like fight for those people that need to be fought for. And then like his moment comes at the end of the episode and he's like, all right, I kicked somebody. I'm good. Yeah. It kind of fell flat in the end, huh? Yeah, it did. And that's like, that's like the perpetual guardian problem. Like they do a great job at, giving James a reason to be guardian, but not a great job at having him at be guardian. Being guardian, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he's not I like agree. he's it's he's not even like bad at it anymore. Like he he's good. You know, like he he's effective now. He's just like in comparison, it just doesn't it would be like watching even something like it would be watching like Arrow team up with the Flash every week. You know, like mm. eventually, maybe he's yeah. going to be ineffective, and in, you know, I don't know. It's it's more like having it's more like having the Green Arrow team up with, like, who was uh, Mister Incredible's sidekick, Incredible Boy. Like it's it's oh, more like sure. that. It's like someone who's really bad at his job. <laughs> That's or he's just he's just harsh. not that interesting. You know, by comparison, like the Flash at least is another hero. Like when they team up, it's good. But this is like somebody who's just like. Who means well, but like isn't that interesting compared to this, you know, these high-powered uh, alien beings? That, that and I, I think is true. But I mean, he's effective when it's just him. Usually, yeah, yeah. yeah. But when the others are there, like they're sort of like, we don't need you, buddy. Like, like it's it's sad, but it's true. Like they don't really need him. It is he's the... fine on his own, but and it's great that he wants to do what he wants to do. But I just don't feel like they've really made him you know come into his own yet it is the way that batman is treated in the justice league movie where batman's great on his own but yes. you you stick him with all those people even if they're inexperienced and he's like i've got you i'm gonna stand back here yeah and that's that i think there are places for those characters it's just very hard when you only have 42 minutes you know i so I don't know. We'll we'll see how it, it, it he's clearly going somewhere. So I'm curious to see where that will end up. Yes. So anyway, James apologizes to Supergirl for putting her in a hard place with Lena, and she's like, "Yeah, I know I put you in a hard place." And you're not sorry. Cool. That's okay. okay. That's got it. it. That's all, all right. Got. All, all right. right. Okie dokie. Good to know how you really feel. Mm-hmm. But James is ready to remove the guardian mask to give people hope on his own terms because he said he felt scared but empowered in kind of that moment when he decided that he was going to remove his mask. So I'll be curious where, where that goes. Even if it's not this season, I, I wonder if that's a next season kind of kind of setup. We'll see. 
Meanwhile, Alex dyes Ruby's hair tips dyes the tips of Ruby's hair blue, just like Ruby wanted. Just like she wanted. Yeah. And Ruby apologizes for being rude. Yes. Yes. Um kind of makes you wonder if Sam would have been on board with that if she hadn't done it yet after all this time. But I guess she's sort totally of Totally like, eh, well, wouldn't be. Totally That's... wouldn't be, but I guess she's also like, Yeah, hey, your mom's missing. We'll just sort of give you a treat. It's fine. Ig. Exactly, exactly. Even if your mom wouldn't approve, she'd get over it. I think she would. Um, Ruby worried that what happened to uh, what happened to Sam will happen to her, which is a, actually a really great worry. I, I didn't think that she would be thinking that way, that like if my if my mom turned into this, you know, psychopathic killer, is that going to happen to me, too? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a real worry. And Alex is like, no, no, silly. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Your mom's a Kryptonian. It's okay. You, it's, you, you're, you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. Hush. It's, it's going to be okay. Hush. But what I yeah. hush. But what I think Alex really does say, and I'm going to quote: "I will fight to protect you as long as I live." I.e., I'm going to be your mom next season. Or, or you know, if you, I mean, not that I think this is going to happen, but if it were another show, I'd be like, or that means she's about to die. That's true. But Actually, I don't think that's going to happen on this show. So I don't not. think so. I don't think so either. But that's true. In another show, I'm mean, like, ooh, you bet. In another show, that could be foreshadowing of something dark about to happen. Yep, that Alex is going to give her life to protect yep. Ruby yep. or something. Right. Mm-hmm. right. It is possible. I really don't think so for this. Nah, I, unlikely. Mm-hmm. Unlikely, but you never know. You never know. Monel and Supergirl are going to space. To get more of the mineral that will cure rain, because mm. Supergirl can't handle it on her own, but Monel can. So they're going to take Jean's ship and zip on, zip on up there. Jean and Monel have the little heart to heart, and Jean thinks that Monel telling Kara his feelings will only make him feel better, which is selfish. But keeping the truth is noble, which is exactly what Monel said to Kara. Mm hmm. That keeping the truth is the noble thing to do. And so shut your face. Don't <laughs> say anything. Get over it. The Get end. over it. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm. I can't yep. I can't really disagree with you there. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the I mean, his own advice came back to slap him in the face. I mean, yeah. That it that yes that <laughs> that's exactly it's exactly and John wasn't even in the room for that yeah, conversation. Valid, valid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, you said it's tell telling the truth is for you, not for them. So yep. keep it to yourself. Do you right. think that's true though? Do you think that's actually good advice? Um, that that. Telling the truth is is okay for you, but uh, but not for. I mean, to a certain extent, when you're a superhero, like there is, you're always gonna have to, you're always gonna have to protect some people from some truth. Um, and I think it's hard for them to know. It's it can be hard to know what uh, what's safe to tell your loved ones and and what's not. You know, it's always that struggle of of when's it okay to to tell my identity and things like that. I mean. It, that's true, I, but in Monel's case, it, it it's not about being a superhero, though. It's about his, in his case, romantic feelings. Yeah, in his case, it's sort of like, I mean, that's the whole reason why you stayed, dude. So, like, if you didn't say anything, I kind of don't agree with, with uh, Jean. 
because like that's the whole reason he his wife kind of gave him a, an exception of like that that can be unfaithful to our marriage because this rises above that's true um, but that's not necessarily the right thing for Kara though that's well, what Jean is I, saying I suppose but it's also we know that she's been pining for him this whole season so um I don't know. I kind of feel like he should. It's sort of like the whole, like, there's been all this. And I think he will. I think it's going to be a whole I'm following my heart thing um, mm-hmm. in the end that, that he will. Uh, Follow your heart. Right. That's from the show You're in Town, which is an excellent show if anybody uh, has a chance to see it. And, yes, you're in, like, P. Mm-hmm. And you need to see it because it's hilarious and fabulous. Anyway, let's so carry. Hear- let's carry on. Coville shows up at the world killer tank and he's quote never been better but Coville wait Tim what do you mean I thought he was dead you said he was dead (laughs) 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 yep uh no promises Frank that's Mm. that's all I can say to you and Frank that's the end of the episode what this was a good one not a great one that's my personal opinion. I liked the running motif theme, but it was like missing a kind of a it was missing something. I've got to agree with you. I've got to agree with you. Yeah, it was it was good. Not great. I liked the running. I liked the running truth motif, but it technically doesn't even wrap up because the Lena Supergirl truth thing is never resolved. It's talked about, but not resolved in this episode. Sure. So there's like a dangling modifier and <laughs> Yep. And yep, you gotta, yep, yep. you gotta, that's the period. Okay. It's, it's over. Okay. So, right. and I mean, I don't need it to be, I didn't, from a story point, I guess, or a season point, I don't want it resolved so quickly. You know, I want there, because mm-hmm. there's more story to tell. But at the same yeah. time, the episode kind of lends itself to that place and it never really gets there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good. It was a good episode, but it wasn't, you know, th- th- it hasn't, the last two have not been super. This weekend, last week, were not super satisfying to me personally. Um, so, uh, but but as we head into you know this this idea of maybe they can reverse engineer, um, you know, reverse engineer Rain and and turn her, you know, cure her. Um, we've obviously talked about this quite a bit, and if that's still a possibility, if that's on the table. Um, if they go to Addis Ababa and get more of that, uh, more of that mineral, more of that rock, um, and are, and they find, they find a way to turn that into, uh, an antidote that would be very interesting. That would be very, very interesting. I, I would be interested to see how that, how that pans out. Um, if that's, if that's where we're ultimately going with all this. Yeah. Well, they're not going to Addis Ababa, Frank. They're going to space. Are we going to Addis Ababa, Mr. Luthor? I was just saying because I wanted to say uh, Okay, right on. Yeah. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> I didn't actually mean it. but Right. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. You, you, you support as well, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Could you please tell us where the people can tell the people where they can Misa? find us before? We, oh, my. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, oh, it's people... so late, Frank. You're, 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 <laughs> you're pulling out Star Wars. We need, to, uh, we need to wrap this up because we're going yeah. to space. Oh, that was a good reference. Because we're Thank going you. to space, Thank the Star you. Wars yeah, reference. That was that was it. That was the idea. Yes. Uh, well, uh, if you'd like to follow us to space before we talk about the trailer for next week, uh, and you don't want to get spoiled, we are uh, available not only in space, but we are available right here on the planet Earth. 
at supergirltvtalk.com. You can find this show and the rest of all of our shows at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Tons and tons of great content. Beer with Geeks, Academy Rewind, Hate Watch with us. Uh, Starkville's House of El Krypton, season finale of Krypton this week. We have some big things planned. Um, so lots and lots of our shows are I'll available. be there. No, I'm not, I'm not going to be there. No, no. I wish no. you were, but no. No, that's um, okay. We already talk about another super family show, right? That's right. That's right. That's you right. don't yeah, need yeah. me there. It's okay. Uh, although you're always welcome, you know that. But uh, yeah, that's Thanks. the uh, that's the place where you'll find all the shows. You'll also find uh, this and all of our shows on places like Spotify and Stitcher and TuneIn and Overcast and Apple Podcasts, which, by the way, is a place where you can leave us reviews and ratings. Very, very important for us and for all podcasts, really, uh, that you leave us reviews and ratings so that people can uh, get the word out there and find out about our our our. Uh, lovely show that we have so much fun uh, fun making for you uh so please do that leave us five stars if you could be so kind we would love your four or five star reviews do it right now make it good make it good tell people why you why you listen why you enjoy listening hopefully you enjoy listening and hopefully you enjoy it enough to tell the friendly people on itunes uh patreon.com slash thought bubble audio is another place where you can support us if you want to th- uh, throw us a buck help us keep the lights on we would very much appreciate that we have some fun things coming there new shows and the like on the way to the patreon community first uh twitter at tv supergirl mail supergirl at tv talk at gmail.com uh i I think that's i think that's all of the places that people can find us tim have i forgotten any i'll be perfectly honest frank you haven't good job thank you appreciate it you said spotify right i sure did well then yes you definitely said all the things all right so let's talk about this trailer yeah. So Supergirl and Monel are going to space, which we know. And then it's all like, ooh, what's that? Probably a wormhole or something. And then they end up in the past, question mark. Dun, dun, and then Kara's mom is there, question mark. Dun, dun, and, a, and a bunch of Kellex's, question mark. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. But meanwhile, over on Earth, rain escaping, question mark. <gasps> what? Is we this the end? The future. Is this the end of Lena Luthor? Find out next week on Supergirl. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, so seems, this one is called. Fun. This one is called. It does seem fun. Called Dark Side of the Moon. <gasps> dark Side, you say? But not that mm, Dark Side, probably. Not that kind of dark Side. Yeah. Damn. But Damn. yeah, saving the future uncovers the past. You know, are we talking about like some? I mean, what, what's what's her mom doing there? Being a transformer, obviously. Dark obviously, Side of the Moon. That's the all. Oh. <laughs> Or she's joining Pink Floyd. Really, it could be either uh, one. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. Who knows? Uh, probably neither of those things. It's probably it's probably a hallucinatory thing, a jig, or whatever be. else. Frank, I was thinking about this. It's totally unrelated. I want to see Starro on Supergirl next season. Ooh, all right. That's I'm, a weird thing to want, but okay. I, I love me some. Um. I love me some, you know, psychotropic kind of, you know, yeah. star starfish conquering alien thing. It's, could be fun. Just could be fun. <laughs> could be there. fun. I'm looking. I'm looking at the uh, description for Dark Side of the Moon. Um, and it says Supergirl learns a stunning secret about Krypton. Supergirl is stunned to discover that a part of Krypton survived. Meanwhile, Alex is attacked while out with Ruby, and Lena considers how far she will go to keep Rain contained. 
So, well, seems fun. Seems seems like a lot of fun. I think we have a couple of quick things to touch on here before we uh, some sort of like season four news news items. Oh are, are yeah, okay, Frank. Yeah, I, I like where your head's at. Okay. Right while we're while we're talking about the future. So first of all, we're, we are officially picked up for season four. We know that it's going to the show is moving to Sundays, Sundays at eight nine central, starting in the fall of twenty eighteen. So that's going to be an interesting shift. Um, I think, I think that this is, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're putting a bunch of the, uh, a bunch of shows together that seem to be, it seems like from the CW's perspective, it's maybe like a female, like female focused block. Um, that seems to be what they're, what they're going for. So interesting to see how the show performs on a Sunday night primetime time slot. Um, hopefully being up against, uh, Sunday night football doesn't, doesn't hurt it. Clearly, they, mm-hmm. they have some faith in it. So we're getting season four. I'm super excited about that. Um, another thing is we found out that Batwoman is coming to the Arrowverse, to the whole mm-hmm. this whole universe, as part of the season four crossover. So so kind of two things confirmed there. There will be another crossover. Not that we had any doubt about that, but it's official there'll be another cross- crossover. And Batwoman, Kate Kane, will be part of, part of that crossover. Mm-hmm. Super exciting. I mean, you know, you're a big bat fan, so that's got to be like super, super exciting for you, especially. Oh, yeah. Vampire bats, fruit bats, brown mm-hmm. bats. Those aren't the kind of bats you're talking about, are they, Frank? It, it, it wasn't, but but hey. Cool. Well, anyway, so do you want to talk about the third one? Do you want to say the third one and then we can go through the, the rest of them? Did you mention the third one? Did I zone out? The third one, the one we you and I were talking about earlier today? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this one is this is a, a breaking piece of news that, that was just posted to comicbook.com within the last uh, few hours here. Uh, but uh, Supergirl is casting a transgender character who will play a significant role in uh, season four. Uh, the uh, there's a casting notice for a character Nia Nal described as a transgender woman in her early twenties. Uh, the character is being cast with open ethnicity, um, so they don't have a specific ethnic background in mind there. And she may be positioned to take over the newsroom as she comes in with a strong journalism background, kind of like Snapper Carr, and as she's described as a young Cat Grant type. Well, that's fun. That's real fun. All right, so let's uh, so let's let's break this down a little bit. Let's go back Sundays. I. I'm fine with Sundays. I think um, I I think they're shooting for they're shooting for a, like empowerment night almost. I guess or yep. something like that. And I I'm, yep. that's great. That's awesome. Um, I don't know if people are home to watch TV on Sunday the same way they are on Monday. Like I know I'm not. Like it's gonna it's gonna affect the way that I watch the show. Mm. Even like I usually yeah. don't get home on Sunday until like 10 or 11 at night, usually. which is why a lot of those prestige Sunday night shows don't start till like 10. You know, like your Westworld, your Game of Thrones, those are on at like nine or 10, aren't they? Right. Exactly. I'm home yeah. maybe by nine, but I'm, right. I'm always there for Game of Thrones, you know, you know, as is most of most mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. TV watching world. But Supergirl doesn't have Game of Thrones numbers no 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 of course not but i'm saying that's when 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 people do put their their high value shows on a sunday it's in a later slot right it's so it's not an eight it's not an eight um so it's it's a little bit concerning from that perspective but like i said i I think and you and i were talking about this offline earlier in the week i feel like 
CW is pretty good with the live plus seven. You know, they're they're pretty mm-hmm. good with the DVR numbers. They they count on that, and I think they know that they're going to get a lot of their viewership from streaming apps and from on demand and and uh, DVR. So, um, I I am hopeful, uh, cautiously optimistic that they will keep that in mind when making any decisions about the future of the show beyond season four. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, the next one, Batwoman appearing in the Arrowverse. She's going to... Excuse me. Well, I watched you take a really long sip of that drink. That was mm. that was crazy. Um, She is appearing in the crossover first. Yes. And I would imagine because Stephen Amell, the guy who plays Green Arrow, announced it that she's going to... She's an Arrow... She's going to be an Arrow character. That's what I would think too, and, and it just she she's kind of uh, more of a tonal fit for that show than any of the others. Yeah, agreed. Um, I mostly I think she would have the guardian problem almost in. Oh yeah, in Supergirl, I think, and she definitely doesn't fit the she doesn't fit the tone. She does not fit the tone of the Flash. She probably could make her way on Legends, okay, because that like. Almost anybody can fit into that tone just because it's fun. And as long, you know, because even somebody who, even the serious minded person can, you know, the, the 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 straight man, I guess, you know, the, you know, not there for laughs can still be funny because there are other people making jokes around them. But I think she's definitely an Arrow character. Um, So I'll be yep. curious if she interacts with, I'll be curious if she interacts with anybody on this side apart from, uh, on the crossover side, apart from, um, what do you call? It? Apart from the crossover, but I'm excited because I, I, Batwoman is a great character. She is, she's one of the first, if not the first, outwardly gay superheroes. Actually, I th- I think maybe I think, the first one on the DC side. I think the first one on the DC side. She might just be the first one. That's what I'm not sure. I I know that uh, Marvel. I th- is Marvel not did not Marvel not have the first, um, married gay characters. I believe uh, that Marvel Marvel broke that barrier first, but uh, uh, like, I feel like Kate or uh, Maggie Maggie Sawyer was maybe oh, an Maggie, early one too. Maggie was you know what? But I think they're the she's the first superhero oh okay like because maggie's not a superhero so yeah, i think sure, there's a sure. like a it's a weird you know what i mean so yeah 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 it's not either, a character it's superhero yeah, right I see either either way she's an incredibly important character yes. not just in not just in comic book stories but in comic book history and right. so i love like i'm more excited about her showing up in the arrowverse than batman showing up in the arrowverse mm, wow that's that's high that's high praise well, I think That's she. Right I think she's more. I think she's technically more important in the, in this sense of what we're talking about, but but also the way Green Arrow is presented in the Arrowverse is basically Batman, and so yeah, Batman feels redundant in in that sense. You know, like it's not like that, yeah. it's not like Superman and Supergirl because they have a pre existing relationship, but Green Arrow and Batman do not in the Arrowverse, right? If he exists at all, so I love that she's coming in. She decided to be to wear the bat symbol independent of Batman completely. You know, she's not a protege or um, a 
she wasn't a partner for a long time. You know, she was an independent figure, and she's super cool, and I am pumped that she's coming on. The third piece of news, this new character that's coming on, I also think is really important, and I think Supergirl more than any other of the CW superhero shows, maybe apart from Black Lightning now, really push you know, culturally relevant characters. I mean, just tonight's episode with uh, James's talk about, you know, uh, his experience as a black man um, dealing with, with that kind of prejudice, you know, they, they, they talk about social issues, mm-hmm. culturally relevant social issues, um, you know, se- second only to, to Black Lightning. Black Lightning is really is centered around that entirely. Um, and Supergirl is a very close second. And it was the first one of these shows to really tackle that with any, any real regularity. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, so it's, it's really cool that they're continuing that um, into, into season four with, uh, with the Nia character. I agree. We don't know much about the character right now, so there's not much for us to say, but I look forward to hearing more, looking forward to casting announcements and, and, um, you know, I, I think that the fans of this show in particular will really, really uh, energize around this and really appreciate it. You know, they say a Cat Grant type character. Do you think that do you think that it's going to be not necessarily do you think it'll be that same relationship with between Cat and Kara? Is that what they're shooting for to recapture that kind of magic? Like the mentor type relationship, you mean? Maybe not the. Well, I guess if she if she's in charge, she's got to be some kind of mentor in some. But way. she's also early twenties, it says, right? So she's so a very young mentor. Yeah, so that's what I don't. That's what I don't know. Um, if she's sort of a snapper slash slash um, cat grant figure, it would be difficult for her to be in her early twenties. So I, I, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to say at this early time exactly what what kind of role they'll have i'd imagine that they'll they'll paint them as friends um but maybe they'll be rivals who knows we'll they'll never see. be royals yeah. they'll never be royals anyway royals. all right well frank, that's all i have to say on the matter for now until we hear more exactly well frank i think this was a great episode yes sir but i believe that we owe the people a song so if you would be so kind, I'll I'll turn you off. Um, boo do 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 do. If you're if blue, you go, where do you go to? Why don't you go where fashion sits? Where are the reeds? Up, up, and away. <laughs> <laughs>